morning, everybody. This is DJ. No, I'm just fucking with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's happening, everybody? This is the ish that we talk. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me get that out. I am <laughs> Lily, uh, the host of this esteemed show, and I am with the lady that pushes the bells and the whistles. Um, without her, I say it all the time, this would not work because she is the creator, co-founder of it all. Let's give a round of applause for my co-host, Miss Lindsay. Hi, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and again, and again, and over again, this is the ish that we talk. Let's get the pleasantries out the way. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, excuse me, Instagram, and Twitch. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review so we can continue to give you the ish that we talk about. Hey, what's the deal, cuzzo? How's your health? How's your wealth? What's popping? Um, we're doing well over here. How about yourself? Getting it together. Getting it together. Slowly but surely getting this house together. It is taking... Uh, Longer than I thought, but, you know, that's what happens when you get to open it up stuff, you get to find out what's wrong with stuff, and you got to fix that before you move on. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like normally with contractors, their estimated time and then the time it actually takes is two totally different times. So, Man. yeah. <laughs> but it looks good. It looks like it's coming along Thank well. You. Yeah. It's yeah. getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we are back, guys. I know we've been gone for a minute, but we are back. So that's always a positive thing to be back. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are we gonna start with? Shoot. Um, do, do we want to go? Uh, I mean, let's get this. Uh, yeah. Let's get this Mississippi stuff out the way because, uh, not out the way, but I really want to, uh, you know, not be laughing and then come back to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys uh, don't know, if you've been living under a rock or if you just don't care about Mississippi, you know I hold Mississippi uh, true to my heart because a lot of my people are from there. Shout out to Greenville. Shout out to Indiola. Um, those are my people's stumping grounds. Uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, they are trying to pass a bill that is basically um, a start or a segue to a modern Jim Crow. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, the Capitol has like, you know, maybe a little area or a residential area that they live in. Uh, they expanded it 26 miles and... <clears throat> They're basically trying to make a, a make-believe parish in that region where um, they will appoint the judges and the uh, and the police in that area. And they are outside of the state of Jackson, Mississippi's uh, rules and regulations. So, um, and in this community, it is um, uh, predominantly white. And the people that are trying to pass the bill are predominantly white. So basically what they're trying to do is have a city inside the city and they're going to regulate how they want to regulate. So what they're going to do is the same thing to uh, our grandmothers and our uh, some of our mothers who are older see um, with the civil rights movement is 
It's going to be um, their, um, how they want to run their community, and nobody can say uh, so. And nobody can stop them. And in a, in a spot like Jackson, Mississippi, which is 85% black, they're basically um, doing Jim Crow all over again. It's uh, sickening. It's crazy. A lot of people are protesting. Um, uh, I hope it, it gets enough junk, uh, enough junk, and enough movement mm-hmm. to for the government to go ahead and not pass it through. But we have seen crazier shit happen. Wow, that just is sounding ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. But that. Um, is another reason why people should vote for their local um, elections. Because it's the people that you put in that are making these types of um, laws. You know what I mean? Yeah. People only like vote for presidents, but no, those local elections matter more than anything. You know what I mean? They matter a whole lot because I mean, just put it in perspective, if, if this passes mm-hmm. in Mississippi, then it's going to pass in Louisiana, then it's going to pass in Detroit, it's going to pass in St. Louis, it's going to pass everywhere where they quote unquote say the crime is too heavy. So they're going to build a city in their, in their own city and they're going to regulate that city how they want to uh, regulate that city. We already see how St. Louis is doing now where it's basically no black people in the city of St. Louis. They pushed everybody out to the suburbs. So imagine if they're doing, if they pass the same law, uh, laws or the same bill that Mississippi is trying to pass. You know how dangerous it's going to be for a black person, um, gender fluid, uh, male or female, to run through St. Louis. Yeah, it's going to be a death sentence. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is, and that's and that's sad that we're going backwards, basically. You know what I mean? Because why why would why would you want something like this you know and they're trying they're trying to make it sound good but in essence we all know what it is you're trying to keep the black folks out you know what i mean that's all it is they're trying to say you know because they're trying to reduce crime Mm -hmm. but the thing that gets me is you're reducing crime by not getting more police or more awareness about what's going on and trying to uh, bring money into the state of Mississippi. Um, you want to sanction your own cops to only be in a certain area. Mm-hmm. How is that stopping crime right. in the state and uh, in, in, in Jackson? Right, right. And they're they're um, putting it in a package, putting a bow on it, double talking it when they when they discuss it to like confuse people to make them think that this is okay and this really isn't. You know, it's kind of like a backwards wire. Because didn't they do that on the wire? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a backwards wire. So, yeah. Um. Do you know when they're supposed to vote to pass this uh, ridiculous law? Uh, I got to go back and look. I don't know. I know it's on the, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it just got on the uh, floor. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know when, um. When they gotta go, I gotta go do my research. When they gotta do that, yeah. And isn't it, uh, isn't Jackson like? I'm sorry, you said what? Isn't Jackson majority black? Yep, eighty five percent. 
Yeah, but you know, they're, I mean, they're doing that pretty much here. Um, not by law, but like with pushing um, the black folks out the city. They've been doing that for a really long time here. So, um, like, I'll never get used to driving down Linwood at five o'clock in the morning and seeing white folks walk their dog. Like, I'll never get used to that. So, dude, <laughs> the funny part about that, me and Jasmine, uh, we just seen a white lady um, running uh, on um, on truce on like 55th and truce. And she was like, in her own mind, like she was in a marathon. She like threw her hands up like she won a race and everything. And this was like at like eight thirty in the evening and I was like, This shit would have never flew ten years ago. Hell no, <laughs> hell no. You know, uh, a couple years ago when I was in the city, I was getting off at five o'clock in the morning seeing white folks walk their dogs. And it was just like this this is not normal. This is not my normal, you know. Like I grew up in this neighborhood, like this is not normal. So, yeah, and white folks catching the bus in front of Central and all, like it's weird. It's weird. Like I get it. I know. Like a hundred years ago, it was a white area, but it ain't been a white area for decades on top of decades. Like this is weird. So, but, Try to bring that old thing back. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And pretty trust much. if if they pass that shit in Mississippi, oh uh, yeah. Just, just be prepared. You think we got it bad now? Uh, look at the uh, white people coming, uh, throw, uh, raise the property taxes up and boot us out, and it's gonna get real crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. You know, I said that the one, the one time when they start talking about putting a Starbucks in the hood, I'm done. I'm done. I'm marching on somebody's block. <laughs> As, as much as I love Starbucks, but that's when you know it's a wrap. That's that's <laughs> officially when you know it's a wrap. You and Jasmine on the same page. Yeah. She, she was like, well, you know what? I, I think about it now. I don't want no Starbucks around here. <laughs> I just want a cool coffee shop because yeah. um, as much as I, I you know what I'm saying, I, I be liking my piece of quiet. It's, it's starting to be way too many white people. <laughs> right. Like, I, get, I get nervous. I get a little nervous. And it, and it's funny because like I live around nothing but white people now. I'm not nervous out here, but in the city, I'm fucking nervous. Like, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn says, um, change those damn smoke alarm batteries. <laughs> Lily, why you smoking? Look, That's me. That's not. Him. <laughs> I was about to say, oh God, nigga, I smoke, so I ain't got no smoke alarm, nigga. Why it gotta be the nigga though? <laughs> Why I gotta be the nigga, Glenn? Cause your house is like that. My house ain't your house, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for somebody to come and um, change the battery. That's all. You know, honestly, I don't even I don't even hear it until somebody mentions it. Like I was on the phone with my manager yesterday, and she was like, "Is that a smoke alarm?" <laughs> yeah, it is. Sorry. <laughs> That's the uh, cliche that goes on in um, black people's houses. They don't never change the battery of their smoke alarm. I don't. I don't. So, yeah. I know tomorrow my um my friend's going to get on me when we do our other podcast because she hears it every time. And she says something every time. I know she's going to say something tomorrow if it don't get changed. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that was me. So, 
<clears throat> Moving on from the smoke alarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, change your battery because it's going to be some smoke in the city in Mississippi if something happens. Okay. Okay, so, yeah. They're going to ride like a motherfucker they passed that bill through. I'm going to keep it real. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, given Mississippi's track record, I can see them doing it. You know? Yeah. I mean... We all know what's going on in Mississippi. They, we all know Mississippi is corrupt. We've been knowing this for the longest. I've been knowing it for the longest. Um, after uh, this podcast and lighting job on the Brett Favre shit, mm-hmm. that shit still wasn't resolved. And like I said, that was $77 million that this up to vanish. Well, $5 million, $5 million went to the soccer. I mean, not the soccer, but the uh, volleyball stadium. Yeah. And they just refusing to talk about it. Even when people bring it up, they just refuse to talk about it. Yeah. Glenn says, I don't have batteries in mine either. (laughs) How are you going to talk about somebody you don't even have batteries in yours? At least I got batteries in mine. They might be low, but they still work. They're going to still let her know when, you know. Yeah, they 10, so I keep them clean. Don't fall asleep frying chicken, nigga. You're going to kill everybody. (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, that you're right, though. But that would set a president, especially in them southern states, if they do pass this. They're going to be like, oh, see what they're doing over there in Mississippi. Let's go on ahead and do something similar over here. So, definitely doesn't need to pass. Um, but we shall see. We shall definitely see. Yeah. So. Shouts out to my people in Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I pray for y'all, man, because y'all, y'all, y'all live in a place where um, it ain't never been right. Like, it just ain't yeah. never been right, man. There's it, it, no uh, getting uh, around that, man. Mississippi ain't never been right um, for us, and we're the majority in that bit. Thanks. And we still don't get, you know what I'm saying, what our just do. Yeah. That's the killer part about it. How you the majority and still white folks is ruling the land? You know? I told you it was um, last time I went down there, uh, it was still allowed that a, a white person can request um, to talk to a white officer. How is that even a law? How is that even? Okay, so when. Something like that is a law. Can a um a non-white officer still arrest you if you're white? Yeah, but if you request it, because it's in the law, like they ain't gotta follow it. Like it's one of those things that's in the law. Like you know, it's a, a thousand things that the law book, especially when it comes to city to city. That yeah. um a, a lot of police officers anything they they don't abide by. But if a lawyer finds that law and and it hasn't been taken off the ballot. I mean, not the ballot, but that haven't been taken off the books yet. So it's still legally a law. They can press that issue. Mm. Okay. Hmm. That's crazy. Um. But yeah. So definitely, we'll be keeping an eye out on them. See what happens with them, because that can potentially affect anything going on up here. So, um, so yeah, so that's that. 
So, um, yeah, that's Mississippi. So on to um, other bad news. It seems like we got a lot of bad news today. Bad news, Brown. Yeah. Um, we've missed a lot since we've been gone. Um, one of the things that we missed um, was the whole Jonathan Major situation. So, um, with Jonathan Majors, sounds like there's, like, a, um, hmm, how would you say it? Like, a domestic situation going on between him and his chick, or former chick, whoever this chick is, and, um, it's been going back and forth on if he did it, if he didn't do it, um, he got arrested for it. Seems like he got was at the end of March when he got arrested for it, and um, his lawyer came out and said he didn't do it. His lawyer said that um, there's video proof he didn't do it. We we haven't seen the video still to this day. We still haven't seen the video, but um, him and his lady got into it in the back of an Uber or taxi, one of them, um, and. She claimed that he put his hands on her and then recanted. Um, he got arrested, but then he got released. And you know how the world works. You're guilty until proven innocent, especially when you're black. So um, he started losing deals. He hasn't lost um, Marvel yet. He hasn't lost Marvel yet, but he... Um, he has lost the deal with the army, so that that was the first thing he lost was they pulled his uh his ads. Um, there was a couple of movies in the works that he lost, and um his PR firm has dropped him, but they say that that's normal, um for PR firms to drop you, or you know just just out just not because of anything just but it's very coincidental but uh the well still we haven't seen the video from the car but the driver is um basically saying the same thing as Jonathan Majors camp that it the chick was the aggressor not him um Let's see what else. Um, they yeah, have they shown images, right? They have oh, shown images right after partying, right? They have shown images of her from video surveillance in a club of her hanging out, using the hand that she claimed was injured, um, all that type of stuff. So, um, again, we still haven't seen video from the um taxi that they were in so um he still has a court date that's upcoming um hopefully some stuff will get revealed if he didn't do it hopefully charges will get dropped but um what are your thoughts on this my thoughts on this is jonathan my man hell of an actor um Really could could have been iconic at our time. Uh, my dude, this is what happens when you fly too close to the sun, my guy. Um, 
if the domestic violence um, actually happened, then, you know, I hate to say it like that, but from my trauma of domestic violence, whatever they take away from you is what you deserve because you shouldn't have did it. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, if it did not happen, two things. One, my uncle told me white bitches wasn't to be fucked with anyway, especially when you start getting money. Two, you know good and damn well. You can't, you, you, you shouldn't, when you're at the height of your career at the moment, the last thing you need to do is argue with a white woman. So not only are you bagging these bitches, you're back and forth with them. Like, if you just bagging them, just bag them. Don't argue with that bitch. You see what happened? You lost the army. The army was paying you a lot of money. Don't don't get it twisted. And the crazy part... Just because Marvel got way too much money behind you. But the crazy part Trust about the me, army John will not be a fucking war machine in the next movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the crazy thing about the the army part is that the army stayed covering up shit like this, and they got the nerve to drop me on. That's the irony yeah, of it all. Because that's how they save face. Yeah. But that's the irony of it all. Like they stay on the cover. So, you know, but I don't know. Um. Do you, given all the information that we have received thus far, um, do you believe that he has done this? Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that he um like physically assaulted her. What I do believe is he probably verbally verbally assaulted this bitch to the core. And the only reason why I say that is because um, uh, it's a lot of white people who, uh, not a lot, but um, it's a couple of white people have that, that's that been coming out from when he used to go to college and they was talking about how much of a monster uh, he is. Yeah. And my only thing about that is because it's, uh, it's the majority of like uh, white people trying to do that, it's just the way he talks to white folks that really get under their skin because he's a big ass black man it's not only smart, but a very opinionated. And that throws motherfuckers out, especially coward-ass white folks. Not mm-hmm. all of you white folks are cowards, but you know who the ones I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because, um, you know, if we, like, as far as, like, a black woman is concerned, if we speak our mind or whatever, we're labeled as aggressive. We're labeled as the angry black woman. So, it's not, the irony is not lost on me that all these white folks all of a sudden are trying to come out and talk about how much of a terror he was. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, we can only take your word with a grain of salt. Because y'all quick to label us with with anything negative if we say something that you feel uncomfortable with. That was was my thing. It would be different if it was like um, a multitude of women coming up saying that he was a monster but it's just so far it's been um old college white dudes that were they were acting like they were defending their friend but the person that they're saying that he assaulted nobody is coming stepping forward well there are i am i'm full disclosure there are women 
that are coming forth now? All legit? Yeah. Black women? I'm assuming because I don't think he dates nothing but. Yeah, so. But. Even in that, you could, you yeah. could chop that up. It's not. They just didn't like the way he talked to him. He talked to him like he talked to everybody. Yeah. He looks like he got a mouth on him. You know? So I can definitely see him saying something that they don't like, you know, because he probably close switched. And then when I, I don't, you know what? I don't think that's the problem. I don't think he code switching unless he's acting. Because um, when they was talking about him with uh, wearing that pink shit, um, he was so calm and cool on the interview. But at the same time, I know how to read nigga. And he, when he was like, you know, uh, I just feel like uh, uh, most of these guys, they just, uh, they're just insecure because uh, they wouldn't say it in they wouldn't say it to me. That's black for, I don't give a fuck, nigga. And <laughs> 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 I listen to the whole thing, like, he don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, like, when the cameras is off, he don't give a fuck. But I feel like now he's in a position not to give a fuck. Probably back then, he, he wasn't in that position. He probably always did not give a fuck, but he probably wasn't in a position to verbally, you know, express him not giving a fuck. So, um, when I say, what I mean by code switch is that, cause I mean, some of us do it so, have to do it so much that we don't even think about what we're doing. We just do it. So there may have been something where he may have, you know, used his real tone and voice and put some bass behind that. And they felt uncomfortable. And now, oh, he's aggressive. He's rude. He's mean. You know what I mean? when they've gotten so used to him being who they thought he was, you know? So that, that's what I mean by that. But, um, yeah, I, um, I don't want to believe it. Like, I don't want to believe it. Um, it's, it's a lot that's leaning towards him not doing it. Now, um, when he put out them text messages, initially, I didn't understand why people was still like, nah, he did it. Like, it had, it had to take somebody to technically explain what was going on in these text messages. Because I was like, I don't see the problem. You know, so, but somebody had to really explain to me what was going on in, in the text messages for me to be like, okay, now I get why people are saying this is not healthy. Um, but yeah, the, it sounds like a horse. It sounds like something that um, somebody's legal team made somebody text. Well, not necessarily that, but the whole um, I shouldn't have grabbed your phone. It was like kind of like she was blaming herself. It's kind of it kind of sounded like what a victim does, blaming herself for them being beat up. Well, if I if I wouldn't have did this, this wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? So it it kind of sounded like that. So I was just like, oh yeah, the text messages really don't help. And the lawyer's been playing in our face about this video because she's been saying the video from the jump, but then she releases the text messages. Then again, she's been saying the video from the jump, but she releases images from surveillance video in a bar. 
And that ain't the video that you've been trying to tell us that you got. So I don't know why you trying to hold on to the video. Maybe it's something legally that you just want to save it for the court date. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on TV. So I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder if it was one of those situations where she did reach for his phone and he grabbed her hand. And, you know, it's one of them things where, you know how lawyers chop it up like, you know, uh, it was excessive force. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was one of those things. Like, I don't, like, I, the way everything is played out, I don't think he, like, you know, like, assaulted her, but. If he like grabbed her hand or something to snatch the phone, yeah, I, I could see how the, uh, you know lawyers are word that and, uh, and throw him under the bus over that because mm -hmm. uh, nowadays they be acting like anything is like excessive force. Right, right. And then it sounds like because like the whole thing with the bar is that she went back to his place after she left the bar, and um. He wasn't there, and then he came and found her in the closet, I think, and then she was doing too much, so he called the police, um, and then they said that the police on the body cam was uh, coercing her into saying that she was assaulted, so that could very well be true, too, like, because it sounded like she was wasted. And she, cause she, I guess she kept saying that she don't know or she don't think so or some shit like that. So, um, again, that's, that's, that, again, Mr. Majors, that is when you decide to fly too close to the sun. My nigga, your wings is melting. Like, what the fuck was you doing? You had, you got two fucking motion pictures out playing at the same time, grossing phenomenal numbers. Yeah. You are the it guy, and yeah. you are sleeping with and talking crazy to white bitches. <laughs> that shit, I'm, I hate to sound like one of those niggas, but nigga, like for yeah. real. You know why yeah. Denzel is Denzel? Because <laughs> you never seen Denzel with a white bitch. It's true. Denzel, we, we didn't see videos of Denzel snapping on niggas. Like you got Denzel fucked up in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know why nothing ever happens? Because he know not to fly too close to the sun, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. This is true. This is true. Um, and Denzel also married a black woman and had a bunch of black kids. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if he did do That's any dirt, yeah, even Robert De Niro knew that game. Okay, like so if he did any dirt, we showing the fuck don't know it, and we ain't supposed to know it. It ain't none of our business. So, yeah, exactly. But it does become our business when you sleep with all the white bitches that want to be around who's who, and doing it for clout. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's that's one of those things. Um, everybody seeks validation, bad or good. Yeah, and a lot of people are bringing that, bringing race into it. You know, as far as like uh, that was a lot of people's first um, thought. That was a lot of people's comments. Uh, he, he fucking with them white bitches. Shouldn't be fucking with them white bitches. But it's like, if he did it, 
doesn't matter if he's fucking with white bitches or not. So. If he did it, it doesn't matter if he fucking with white bitches or not. But yeah. If he didn't do it, stay away from the white bitches, man. <laughs> Plenty simple. Simple as that. Right. We, have seen, we, we have seen countless times yeah. where white bitches will ruin a nigga career. Yeah. Before it even before his career jumps off. How many um, have we in recent years? We have found out so many uh, people are getting uh, or males are getting out of jail for rape because it was a lie. They just got caught with a white woman and that woman screamed rape because she didn't want everybody to know she was fucking a nigga. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening um, far, far too often. Yeah, so let's not act like folks like me saying, hey, stay away from them white bitches. Ain't a real fucking statement. Nigga, stay away from them white bitches. Yeah. If you gonna get you a white bitch that's down for you, get you a white bitch that's down for you. That's it. I ain't, I ain't saying you can't date them. Date the right one. You dating a bunch of them in abundance. You already seen the text, but I shouldn't have went through your phone. Yeah, because you got a plethora of white bitches on your phone. <laughs> it was Kima, Keisha, Nikki. Sorry. <laughs> About <damn>. three Kims. <laughs> <laughs> You got a plethora of white bitches on your phone. You going ham? <laughs> well, he Kang. He Kang. Kang can do that. I just hate. I just hate the fact that he got that Marvel bag. Do you know they put the the um the mid credit and the end credit was all about Kang? That's huge. That is huge. I love to see that. That was freaking huge. I just I'm don't, just, I just I, don't I, want to lose saying, that Marvel. Like, I voted to come out right because this next phase of Marvel, Kane the Conqueror is going to be like, Jonathan Majors is going to have a major, yes. that's why his name is, he's going to have a major big deal in like the next four fucking movies. Right, right. That's, that's, I know it may sound selfish, but that's what I care about. I don't want him to lose Marvel. Like, I just really don't. That that Marvel bag is humongous right now. So I don't want him to lose Marvel. You know what I know what else I was thinking about because I was watching Creed three uh, last week. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I was like, you know what? We capitalize off of this because yeah, he did play the bad guy in this, but he was he was great at it. I would love to see a movie just about this man. Yeah. Like I want him to do the backstory, how he was beating niggas ass in jail. Like I'm on all that shit. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. That would be a dope a dope um um spinoff to the yeah. whole Rocky franchise, you know what I mean? Because that it would it would almost go full circle because it went Rocky with Apollo Creed, then went Creed and and to Creed's old you know what I'm saying, oh uh right this 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 like damn near real old school rivalry and then revamping that whole thing up. Yeah. And you gotta have Rocky in it, and, and if you do it, you gotta put Rocky in that shit. I hated that Rocky wasn't in this one, but I heard it was like different uh, different shits going on and he was at, uh, he was, uh, at odds with a couple of people that was uh, begging for him. Yeah, I heard he didn't um, like the direction. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know what the 
what he didn't like about the direction, but mm, maybe Jonathan Majors pissed him off back in the day, and he was like, dope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit, since he's pissing off white folks, I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting pissed at all these white folks. Huh? Right. So. Yeah. Now all of a sudden well, they want to come out. When he was doing black movies and shit, they weren't saying nothing. But now he's starting to get them big white folks bags. Now all of a sudden they want to come out. But hey. No, stay quiet. You've been quiet all this long. Stay quiet. Yeah, stay quiet. I mean, that's again. I'm not, if that lady is a victim, I'm not downplaying no victim. I, I am not that guy. Uh, yeah. This podcast does not represent that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, the views of me and Lindsay don't represent that shit. So if that did happen, I, um, I feel so sorry for you, ma'am, and I hope that you get the justice that is due to you. Yeah. Um, now that that's being said, again, stop fucking with these white bitches. <laughs> Moral of the story. Stop fucking with the white bitches. Stop fucking with these white bitches. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, on to other sad news. Um, we do have to send out our condolences to uh, Mr. Harry Belafonte. Um, he was, I think, 96 years old? 94, 96. But um, he was a great actor, singer, um, political activist. Um he wore a lot of hats. Um, he broke a lot of um, he broke a lot of barriers, and he did he did a lot um, in film and in um, politics and what have you. So we definitely want to send our condolences to um, his family and for him to rest in peace. Um, I don't know if you ever seen it, but uh, Carmen Jones was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one awesome movie. That's what I remember him um, in. Even though he's done a million and one things, but I remember Carmen Jones. Uh, do you have any any words? Um, I just, I mean, rest in peace to um, Mr. Belafonte. Uh, Mr. Belafonte was uh, the original um, Rihanna, so to speak. Um, he had, uh, he was, uh, he was from the islands and he was acting and singing. What island was he from? Uh, shit. Let me, uh, Costa. Let me find out. He was a Cuscorian or whatever they say that shit is. Costa Rican? Um, he was born in New York, but let me see. And that is his real name, Belafonte. Yeah. It's spelled he different. Scottish, okay. Scottish Jamaican mother and Afro uh, Jamaican father. Oh, okay. So the nigga's an island boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, when he, he was born... Um, yeah, I know he was born in New York, but I knew his, his his parents were something different. Yeah, yeah, but you know, New York, you, New York folks is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really big melting pot up there. 
So, so. Shout out to him. Um, shout out to everything he did as far as uh, music, acting, and the political shit. Like he was really on um, some save the. You know what I'm saying? Save us. And that's what a lot of people uh, fail to realize. He lost a lot of roles and a lot of mm-hmm. deals because of the choices he, uh, he he stood on when it came to black folks. And if yeah. that don't deserve respect, I don't know what is. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, he's the first. Isn't he the... Uh, I don't know. He's not the first, but he did kiss a white woman on, 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 uh, on a movie or something. No, he wasn't the first. Um... I don't know, cause I know even even City Partier, they like turn the camera. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, I think he planted one right on her, like bam. Yeah. And then they was uh when they was trying to retake it over, she kept going back and getting a kiss, like no nope, nigga, we keeping that shit in. Like right. I, I remember watching something on that, and like they were saying that, like she was like, all right, bet. And every time they made them do it over. She kissed the nigga, so I think he was like, man, I think I kissed her like 36 times. <laughs> right, right. Before they was just like, you know what, we gonna let it ride. Right. Right. She's like, nope, you're not getting another take that y'all can pick from. All of them were kissing. So, yeah. Which she probably did that for personal reasons as well, because he was attractive. They ain't even gonna I was about like to him. say, like, right? I'm, I'm just saying, he was, he was Drake before Drake is Drake. Okay. He's definitely, and then that voice, on top of that, and he was attractive all the way to the end. Like, yeah, he aged very well. He aged like, extremely well. Hey, he yeah, he aged extremely well. Yeah, but, so, yeah, but he him. did. Um, he did stop acting for like a couple of years for a political reasons. So I do, I do remember that part. But um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most of you niggas won't do nothing for your family. This nigga was. That nigga stopped a bunch of money for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. That deserves the utmost respect. Yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays, because, like, people nowadays, they're not stopping a bag for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's him. Um, so rest in peace, Mr. Belafonte. Um, rest in peace. You single handedly are the, uh, the front runner. But light-skinned niggas to make a whole ass run. You started that shit from the, you crawled in order for uh niggas like uh Heavy D and I'll be sure to the the run, my nigga. <laughs> Not even trying to be funny. That's right. Like, nah, you started that light skinned wave, my guy. Right, right. Right. So and if anybody hasn't seen Carmen Jones with him and um Dorothy Dandridge, you, I would definitely suggest you see that. That is a great, great um, musical. Um, <clears throat> then uh, another thing, um, we do also want to send our condolences out to um, Jerry Springer's family and for him to rest in peace as well. Um, this one hit personal. Because anybody that's a latchkey kid in the 90s, he practically uh, was our babysitter after school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I started watching. I had started watching him in the beginning when he was um, 
supposed to be like the male Sally Jesse Raphael, but um, I started watching him daily in seventh grade. And that was back when the stories were real and the fights weren't every day. So on the days when it would be fights, I lived so close that I was a walker. So everybody knew that when I was running home, it was because of um, Jerry Springer. Like Jerry Springer came on at three. We got out of school at 2.50. So if I ran home, I would make it right on time. And, like, some of the kids that I walk home with, they'll be like, Lindsay, why are you running? And I'm like, it's a fight on Jerry Springer. So, everybody like, oh, shoot. So, everybody running home with me. So, yeah. Um, Jerry Springer's show was amazing. Um, they have a whole lot of the episodes, especially from back in the day, online. So, you can definitely go check them out. But, um, yeah, he was awesome. He would definitely be missed. Uh, what are your thoughts? Jerry, Jerry, right. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. Hey, Amen. Um, no words uh, that I could say will take off from uh, what you said. Um, everybody, uh, including myself, that was a latchkey kid that really did live that close because I went to Southeast. Um, I just ran. Like you said, I just ran home. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, or when I was going to Paseo, I would run right up the street because it was a girl named Tasha Lean, and she stayed right up the street. So we used to just run over her house. Yeah. It'd be like nine of us watching this shit. Yeah. Like, so. It, Jerry was my CTV back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this was what we talked about. We we couldn't. This was our social media. Before that shit uh, was a big bang, everybody came and talked about Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. So you can't deny that. Um, as we went through a transition. I don't know. That's probably why uh, folks in our generation who are in the ages between like 32 and 42, um, that's probably why we warped how we is. We went from watching uh, Mr. Rogers, a cool-ass <laughs> white man that taught us that color was uh, color didn't mean anything. People was people. Um, you can wash your feet in the, in, in, in the same bowl. This is the shit we learned from Mr. Rogers. We went from there to straight. Um, I've been dating this guy for ten, uh, for ten years. He's about to tell me he's a he's a girl. Right. And all hell breaks loose. Right. See, we we understood uh, what what it was like to be ginger fluid. In the 90s. That's why niggas in that, that's in our generation be looking at niggas weird when they be tripping. Like, bro, that's them. Let them do them. Right. We've been seeing that shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We've been okay with it. You know? That shit ain't no problem. <clears throat> I remember it was a, uh, it was a chick. Uh, well, not a chick. But um, I want to get their genders right. It was a gender fluid person from Kansas City that was on Jerry. Oh, it was a couple of people that was on Jerry. Um. I know somebody that was on Jerry. <laughs> so yeah. Did I've been knowing her for like ten years. Didn't know she was on Jerry till a couple months ago. And I pulled it up and I was like, whoa. Yeah. You have come a long way and I am proud of you for that. <laughs> yeah. I've uh one of uh, one of my older sisters uh people and she told me, but my you know, you know my sister. My sister be lying like a motherfucker. So I didn't believe shit. <laughs> 
Oh, man, I'm so sorry, man. Shout out to my sister, man. I love you, man. We know your mouth. Um, I didn't believe that shit, but then motherfuckers was trying to pull it up, like, and they found, like, certain clips, and I'm like, what? Fuck nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, off the top of your head, what what do what stands out the most? What episode stands stands out the most to you? Mm, off the top of my head, um, I can't think of a certain episode, but I will say, um, the ones that really uh got me were the ones where they would be like stunned that their best friend secretly wanted to suck their dick, and then. They would really be like, well, let's give it a try type of shit. That <laughs> shit used to fuck me up. Like, I used to be like, man, I was just fighting. Like, it was, it was just like, why the fuck would you do this on camera? And then, like, later on, you like, man, you know what, you know, that's my, man, I love you, man. I mean, and if that's how you feel, I mean, hey, we bros, man, let's give it a shot. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I no way. <laughs> no way am I letting this shit go down. Nigga, you embarrassing right. me. You could have right. told me this shit at home. I, we wouldn't even have had this problem. Right. I don't want to talk to you, bro. I don't want, especially on camera. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I'm definitely not going to say, oh, yeah, well, shit. I mean, it ain't gay because he want to suck my dick. Right. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Right, like, huh? I'm, I'm confused. I'm so confused. Um, <clears throat> I would say one that sticks out in my head um, that has always stuck out in my head. Um, it stuck out in my head so much. I just watched it recently. Um, but the first time we saw Rufus and Trinae. Rufus and Trinae were two characters that came on the show more than once. And this was like back in the day, back in the day. And um, they came. How it initially went was that this dude, he was about to get married. Um, and he came on the show to reveal to his fiance that he had been sleeping with her um, maid of honor. So he um, revealed that the maid of honor came out. She was uh, crying with no tears. And. So everything was out in the open with them. Then dude says, well, I got another secret. I've also been uh, messing with my best friend. So they're like putting two, two together and they're like, what? Your best, oh my God, your best friend. We don't know who the best friend is as of yet. But when that best friend walked out, it was Trené. And Trené um, basically was in... Um, was in disguise. He had on a braided wig and glasses. And they came out. He came out. They embraced. And he started talking mad stuff about the uh, about the fiance. And then come to find out, the maid of honor was pregnant. And was pregnant by Trinae. And so Trinae told her she needed to go to the clinic because he ain't raising no baby. And everything. So then, <laughs> Trinae says that he had a security blanket because he didn't know how that situation was going to come out. And so his security blanket came out and it was Rufus. Rufus looked like 
um, in his disguise, he looked like Prince. And so, <laughs> so he came out and all hell broke loose on that stage. It was amazing. It was, it was so amazing. And this is, this is the must-see TV that we watched in seventh grade. Um, G-Baby2124 GP says, we watched Jerry at Job Corps. Yeah. People all around the yeah, globe. We did. Yeah, we All around I, the globe. I went to Job Corps. Yeah. We definitely did. <laughs> yeah, people all over the globe. It was must-see TV. Like, he was... Definitely a, did. I went to Job Corps yeah. around, like, 2004. Yeah, that was definitely, uh... It was definitely motherfucking uh, Jerry Springer playing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, everybody it was... was and Dave Chappelle. He, that's, that's what we would sit down and watch with everybody. Yeah. But, like, everybody was his audience, like, from kids to grandparents. Because my grandparents watched it. You know what I mean? Like, it was so funny because, like, it, you can go to their house and they was either watching Jerry Springer or SmackDown. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, he would definitely, definitely be missed. Um. He definitely deserved all his his flowers and accolades. And, I mean, he was more than just um, a talk show host. You know, he was a lawyer by trade. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. Um, He was was other. Shout out to the mayor. Yeah. Um, And then he was was very into politics, obviously. And um, I feel like the only reason why he never ran for president because he would have been like if you actually listen to him talk about politics he would have been a great candidate but um he wasn't born in america he was born in germany i believe um so um yeah that's and, and you know that automatically disqualifies you from running for presidency so yeah um but he would have been an awesome political, uh, or he would have been an awesome president. Part of the Senate shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor. Yeah, yeah, he can do he can do everything else, but you can't run for presidency. So, um, yeah, but uh, he did other things. Um, when they did when they started America's Got Talent, he was the first host. Um, he had another game show on the Game Show Network called Baggage, which was pretty cool. Um, and then he also did Judge Jerry after um, Jerry Springer ended. Yeah, I, so. you know what? I've never seen an episode of Judge Jerry. I ain't even gonna lie. Sukiana was on an episode of Judge Jerry, and it was good. It was good. So, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Judge Jerry was pretty good. Um, and also, you know, he did the show, or not the show, the movie Ringmaster. Hey, yeah, I remember you, that. Do you remember that movie? Um, yeah. I I saw that movie in um the theaters, which is so funny because um we went to Houston for Thanksgiving one year because we have family down there and when I was like fifteen and that was when the movie came out and on Thanksgiving we went to the movies and I was the only one that went to go see Jerry Springer. Everybody else went to go see something else. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, I'm going to see Jerry Springer. I don't care about anything else. And Ringmaster was a good movie. And Jerry Springer got a sex scene in the movie too. So, <laughs> so yeah. But um, 
But yeah, no, Rainmaster was good. He had Randy Wilkell, Robinson, Michael J. White. Uh, what's her name? Jamie Presley, I think that's her name. Yeah, all those people. Yeah. All those people were in there. So, um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but rest in peace to Jerry Springer. Um, and then our condolences to his to his family. Jerry, Jerry, right. Jerry. That's what the angels are saying when he got up in there. Right. He was like, oh, shit. He was right. Like, Jerry, Jerry. And Jerry. another thing. And another thing. Now, since we're talking about um Jerry Springer or whatever, um oh, that up. But yeah, since we're talking about Jerry Springer, I hate the narrative that black people tried to uh, put on Jerry, talking about how, um, well, he uh, exploited black people. Um, That is so not the case. Anybody could get it on Jerry Springer. He didn't care. Jerry exposed the (laughs) underbelly of America. Right. Like, he didn't (laughs) care. He didn't care who you were. Like, if you and then you had to call him, but it's not like he solicited for a specific type of person. You had to call him and let him know, hey, I I saw what y'all were wanting. I'm actually living that life, you know. So and then the majority of the people that came on the show were white people, and the most outrageous stories were white people. So white folks. Yeah, like like that man that married his pony. Or donkey, whatever it was, that was a white man. So I'm like, how could y'all put that? Like they've been trying to put that on here for years, and I'm like, how? How can you say that he's exploiting black people when the majority of the people on the show are white? And anybody yes. could get it. Anybody could get it on Jerry Springer if you wanted it. They had I, it. I don't understand how they you could say. Um, Jerry exploited uh, black folks when Jerry would have whole fucking um, episodes about motherfuckers that was like and fascinated with fucking dogs, cars, um, motherfucking uh, uh, whatever pole, whatever it is. Motherfucker get off on one lady got off on uh, uh, um, motherfucking uh, uh, shit. What the fuck is that shit? Um, watching cow prides, like you know, the, the, mm. a cow prider, like all of them motherfuckers was white. Yeah, yeah. Like, they all. Were I don't white. know what the fuck. All them niggas that was like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and let him suck my dick. They was white. Yeah. <laughs> like anybody could get it. That's why I don't understand how people can really fix their mouths to say that he exploited black folks. No, no, that's not the case. Um, <clears throat> another show that stood stood out to me always has stood out to me because he used to have he used to go there on his shows and have like KKK members, uh, neo Nazis. He used to have all that type of people on his show, and um, Jerry is Jewish, so there was one episode where he had Nazis on there, and <laughs> somebody said something about his mama, so he was like, "Excuse me, what?" And <clears throat> dude said it again, and he said it again while he was walking up on stage. <laughs> and Jerry told him with his finger pointed in his face, "You shut your face right now." So dude got up. Jerry dropped his mic and was about to come at him, but by the time he dropped his mic, it was like fifty eleven, crazy eighty eights up there. So 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing about that's one thing I will say about Jerry. Um, when everybody else bought, he gave everybody like you know maybe like five to ten seconds to get some shit off before security came and broke it up because it was must see TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But best believe, ain't nobody touching motherfucking Jerry. Hell no, hell no. And dude, dude came close, and this was back when, um. This is back when, like, the security wore suits. You know, like, people are people are used to the security, like, wearing either regular clothes or wearing the T-shirts and the jeans. But they used to wear suits back then. And that was when they got security because they didn't even have security at first. It was an episode that, I forgot which episode it was, but it was an episode that happened that made them get security. So, Yeah. Yeah, because again, like Jerry Springer wasn't that type of show in the beginning. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, but like we said um, before, it will say again, rest in peace. So, um, moving on. Uh, so let's just sprinkle a little light <laughs> in this before we get to the fuck shit. Um, Dark. That was that was a segment of yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah. Shout out to uh, <laughs> hold on, on my bad. Uh, uh, shout out to Belafonte. Um, going to the uh, next chapter of um, what existence is, and Jerry Springer too, man. Um, I I wanted to say this before we end. Um, the reason why I give my final thoughts is because of you, Jerry. Right. And so I cannot. I I would I would be less of a man that I am if I wouldn't say that. Yeah. You influenced me, the simple guy from the history we talk, so I know you influenced a lot more people. So I, I do respect your journey here, and um, i love to see what you will accomplish on your next journey. Yeah, yeah, right. Because, I mean, we call it Jerry's Final Thoughts. So, yeah. So, absolutely. Oh, and another sidebar um, before we move on from Jerry. Um, friends to the show. Uh, who we had back on the show back in the very beginning stages of the Ish We Talk, um, Sharonda and JB, they actually met him yeah. in Branson some years back. And he was just there chilling by himself, you know, and they just so happened to see him at a restaurant. And it was just like a regular restaurant, and he was okay to speak to him and took a picture with him and everything. So they say he was like just a real cool, chill person. So yeah. <clears throat> he wasn't like the Jerry Springer, you know what I mean? So, but um, anywho, um, so yeah, a little, a little light. Um, anybody that doesn't know, we are out of Kansas City, Missouri, and last weekend was a really big weekend for Kansas Cityans, and that yes. was because the NFL draft was here in Kansas City. Um, everybody knows, um, that knows me know I don't give a fuck. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, um, I need to, I need for you to add um, an hour and seven minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, when, when you recap this and watch this, just let it ride and watch how your whole facial expression <laughs> changed. That shit was almost villain-like. That shit was so fucking funny. 
but yeah um yeah i don't i stayed so far away from that area and i work in that area i was so happy that they closed us down so yeah i didn't have to go to work and yeah i was nowhere near had no parts in it didn't watch it didn't care um i know you didn't go but did you at least watch any parts of it uh yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Um, uh, most of the time I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go just because me and crowds ain't really a fun mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nah, I, I understand what it uh, represented for the city. Um, yeah, brought the city, uh, you know, into a good light. You've seen a lot of uh, celebrities down here, which is what's up. Um, I like how. I mean, it's it's cliche, but I mean, it is what it is. I loved how in the NFL draft, everybody represented Kansas City for for being about motherfucking barbecue. Because if we ain't known for shit, we're known to fill your goddamn belly with some good <laughs> shit. Yeah, we do got some so, awesome barbecue. I love how they represented that. I don't know why. Yeah. Something about that um, made me feel all warm inside. Like, hell yeah, nigga, because we fucking this shit up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, uh, nah, I, I, uh, again, I think it was a, uh, a great, um, situation for our city. It, it brought so much cash money, so much capital to the city. Um, I just can't wait to see, uh, what they're gonna do with it. So, about the capital that it brought to the city, um, <clears throat> a lot of people obviously came because they were NFL fans, right? So, um, their day basically consisted of being down there. It was like a three-day event. They had a whole lot of things um, for you to do there. And if you weren't there, you were doing, like, football-esque things, like going to the bars or, you know, maybe going to a club or anything like that. Um, you weren't necessarily trying to go somewhere and buy shit. Not, not outside of football related stuff. So there was an article that came out saying how um the uh the uh the people that came for the draft really didn't spend that much in the city and local businesses were mad about it. And so I read the comments and people were really like legit mad. But then there was a whole lot of comments that was just like, how can y'all be mad? Like they weren't here for this. And I'm kind of leaning on that side. Like they weren't here to go to a unique consignment boutique that's in Westport. Like they weren't here for that. They was here for football. So anything outside of football, I can definitely see them not doing so and they was like they're like really mad they think they said that it is like it was like comparable to COVID what uh, yeah like they didn't make no oh. money They and they are really upset that they didn't really make no money so I guess like it was presented to the city that it would be a big boost across the board but it wasn't and so, like, a lot of people, a lot of small business owners and whatnot are really upset that it wasn't a big boost to the economy like they were promised. Hey, 
I I'm I just report the news. I don't make it. Uh. <laughs> All right, so so you know I'm probably gonna piss everybody off, but I don't care. I'm also a person with a, a small business in Mississippi. Um, uh, boohoo for you for <laughs> coming in the ass and thinking you was about to have a baby. Like, what the fuck oh, are you talking oh. about? <laughs> this is the NFL draft. They're coming. Most of the people coming here are coming for the NFL draft. So this means, um, when I say capital for the city, I mean hotels. I mean, um, uh, uh, uh regular restaurants that they're used to, things that are, you know what I'm saying, in that vicinity of where the uh where the NFL draft is uh getting um uh, uh was taking place. Yes, this is a big booming capital over there. I'm not expecting little zoom zooms on 67th and fucking Terrace to make some money off this. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? You niggas is weird, man. Yeah. Like, how in the fuck are y'all about to what so what y'all do? Y'all spent a bunch of money on on uh making some customized NFL apparel and nobody showed up to your shop? That's your fucking fault. Because don't nobody know who the fuck you are. What are you talking about? You are trying to get yourself known in this city. So this nigga from Nebraska don't give a fuck. That nigga's going to walk right over to Macy's. Right over to Bloomingdale. If He's that. Gonna, if that. What are like, about? like they came here for a specific reason. And if you go down there and you're doing all the stuff down there, you're going to be tired. Ain't nobody thinking about going to shop. Like nobody's uh, thinking about the plaza, the Westport, the cro- Crossroads. And it was and this and it happened by Crossroads and a lot of people in Crossroads are upset that they didn't have a, a influx of customers and it's like unless y'all was a bar or a hotel like I don't understand why y'all didn't think that through or a restaurant you know like why like, did like, that's why I'm like unless you got three things that niggas need niggas need to sleep niggas need to eat and niggas need some weed. So yeah. unless you were these three elements, then I don't know why the fuck you thought you was making some money. Right. Because that's the one thing that I did say. I said that to somebody that, like, they, with it being, with we being legal now, they was about to be, like, at a severe influx. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see them making over $100 million this month, you know, or the month of April, you know. So, but, uh, but yeah, like, they really... They really was like in the comments upset, and a lot of people was in the comments like upset for what? Like this wasn't about you, you know? Sorry that your customized wigs didn't get picked up on NFL draft day, bitch. What the fuck? Yeah. What we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I do know somebody that went down to the NFL experience. Do you want to discuss what you did down there? At the NFL experience, or at the NFL experience, at the draft, you don't want to say nothing. It was terrible. Well, come here. So, everyone, this is my nephew TJ. Hi. Yes, whatever. You see you? Okay. Yeah, I can see. Okay. So yeah. 
So why was it terrible? Because look up. Because I wasn't prepared. Why was why so was my mom didn't tell me it was activities. So what were the activities that you um did? Forty yard dash, vertical jump. Uh, the one where you kicked the ball in the field goal. Mhm. And that's about it. What I did. So, the four, which one were you not prepared for? Was it All the because I had junior day. Oh, okay. So yeah, I heard you threw something. You show up and show up. Right, right. I heard you threw something. Did, did you throw a football? Oh, yeah, I did throw football. Oh. Yeah, I heard you threw it far. On accident. On accident? Yeah, we were supposed to throw it in the rubber pain. But yeah. I went over it three times. So you did it on accident three times? <laughs> yeah. She gave me a fourth one and I accidentally threw that one over too. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an accident. <laughs> Well, I was drunk. <laughs> them jeans was really fucking you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright. Well, so, it was terrible because you weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, it would have been fine? Yeah. That's a short time. Okay. Well, now you know. So, now. Your, your pride just make NFL, the NFL draft wasn't shit. Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Didn't nobody inform you of the activity. Right. <laughs> nobody prepare you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Man, we don't say I had my shorts on. I'm telling you. I, I, I would have been picked up. up. I would have been picked up that day. I'm telling you. I would have right. went to the bagels. Okay. I would have had my NIL all day. So, all right. Well, thank you, TJ. For enlighten us, cause we didn't go. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> All right. How was it um, <clears throat> down there? Like, where did y'all park? Far. So how far away did you um? It was like a thirty minute away. Was it? Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering how they were gonna do the parking, cause I did y'all. It wasn't no buses that was busing people in. Yeah, I didn't. I heard it wasn't. All right, well, thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll pass it with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't care. Be careful. Don't hit my uh, mirrors. All right. <clears throat> Shout yeah. out to TJ. Yeah, shout out to TJ. Had a sucky ass time in a motherfucking skinny ass jeans. <laughs> right. Right, right. Next time he'll if be you'd prepared. You would have had some Jinko jeans, nigga. You'd have been, you'd have been popping. <laughs> we was loose as fucking Jinko jeans. Okay. Okay. You know, nowadays. <laughs> we was running for police and jumping fence in them bitches. Right. Nigga, you're not jumping no fence in them skinny ass jeans. No. Nah. nah. Not at all. Not at all. But yeah. It's so. a. Yeah, so that's how uh the NFL draft went. <laughs> so next up is uh on to the fuck shit of the evening. Um hmm. let's start with Brian McKnight. So 
Yeah. <laughs> he started back at one, didn't he? So this stuff has been going on for a while, like you said, for years. Um, I don't know why we have a resurgence of it now, but here we are. Um, Brian McKnight is an asshole, and he keeps proving himself to be one because he has pretty much turned his back on his children, his biological children, um, more specifically his black children. Um, He got married a few years ago. And then all of a sudden, now he's in these disputes with his kids. Um, According to Google, he has four outside of the one that he just had a couple months ago. Um, But they only keep talking about the first three. But um, so a few years ago, he did get into a public dispute with them. and then he was saying that basically they're mad because they they were saying that you know he t- he disowned them and he was saying that they're mad because he uh cut them off and this is like tough love and all this kind of stuff. Um, he de- he hasn't really said too much about the daughter outside of there was an issue with the daughter she had um. She supposedly had a sexual relationship with a cousin. Um, and he talked about this in an interview, but <clears throat> he currently is being sued by that same daughter for defamation. So, um, and I believe they settled, but don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, so we have that issue. Um one thing that he's done is he just had a baby with his new wife um, back in January, I want to say. He had a boy, named the boy Brian. Um, there's nothing wrong with naming your kid after you. However, it does raise eyebrows when you already have a Brian McKnight Jr. And that son has a son named Brian McKnight. So, um... You naming another kid, Brian McKnight, does raise eyebrows. Now, a lot of people have compared it to George Foreman. Oh, well, George Foreman named all his sons George. Yes, George Foreman has named all his sons George, but George Foreman has not disowned any of his sons. And one of the things that's evident with Brian McKnight disowning his children is the children that he names on his bio on Instagram. Uh, the only children that are mentioned in his bio are his stepchildren and his new kids. He doesn't mention his black kids at all. Um, and Instagram doesn't require you to name any of your kids in your bio. So what's the point of telling us this? Um, there's another um, interview that he did. <clears throat> I want to say like in 20, in 2020. He did an interview with this lady that um, she reposted this clip and it's gone viral about um, 
the the interview was supposed to be about his music, and she asked, I I guess she asked something like, you know, um, his thoughts on or his thought process on making music currently, and he was just saying that like his music now is coming from him loving his wife because before he just made music, he didn't it he didn't have nobody to pull from or anything like that. He was just making music, but now he's pulling from something because of the love of his life. It's his wife and all this kind of stuff. Um, nothing wrong with the love of the life, a love of your life, me and your wife. Only part that's weird about that is that you were making big hit love songs while you were married to your first wife. And you were married to her for a really long time. So you're trying to tell the world that you didn't love her at all. And then I believe he has made songs about his children in the past and that you didn't care for real about your kids. Like none of it's none of it's adding up and making sense. And you're just you're throwing shots out here continuously at your kids, the kids that you made, you know. Um but yeah, um and then like I said, the whole thing with his daughter. And her, and his daughter is a, um, she's a, she's an athlete at a school and she's really good from what I understand. And his stepdaughter goes to the same school. Um, his stepdaughter, he posted when he bought her a car and in the captions, he said stuff like, you made me a girl dad, which is cute. Only problem with that is that you've been a girl dad for over 20 years so like none of this stuff we're asking to know none of this stuff is any of our business at the end of the day but you're you're pulling us in and we have thoughts and opinions so um you continuously are doing this to your kids publicly and that's some bullshit it really is uh and i don't i don't know i don't I don't know anything that a kid could do to make you disown them. Like, I can see you not fucking with your kids no more for whatever reason. But to say a kid that you made out of love, lust, whatever, um, you just gonna say that you don't fuck with them no more. That's that's crazy. That's really crazy. Uh I feel for his kids, you know. You know, um, cause well, however, I mean, however, um, you feel about your, your personal dealings with your own father, like, I couldn't imagine my dad just saying, that ain't my kid, especially when I look like him, you know, especially if my namesake is him, you know, and, and I know what that's like. Yeah, like that that's wild. And that can be that can be a mental fuck if nothing less, you know. And then it's one thing cuz you know like I know people grow up without their dad. I know people um may not have known their dad for a really long time and whatnot, but it's one thing to have grown up with your dad in the house. Your dad has been your dad for so long. And then all of a sudden he gets a new family. He says, "Fuck you." To his old family, like that's yeah, wow. That, that, that's fucked up. That's wow. Like, I don't think there's a. I don't think the best 
the psychiatrist can assist you with getting over some shit like that. You know what I mean? Nobody can. You just gotta be empathetic about that. Yeah. Yeah, that that is loud. That is loud. Um Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it and then stuff keep coming out. Like stuff keep keep coming out. And then another thing, like with the with the um daughter going to this college, um, the stepdaughter goes to the same college. He goes up to the college, um, he's gone up to the college like a handful of times to visit the stepdaughter. Doesn't visit the daughter at all. And then this daughter, um, apparently was uh birthed out of a um affair he had on his first wife. And the first wife put all that to the side to be a parent to this kid, you know. Man. Now, I mean, she's—I mean, her mom is still in the picture, of course, but you know, she she's been a, a stepmom to this kid, and a lot of people ain't strong enough to do that. So, um, I mean, it's just crazy. <clears throat> it's just crazy. Uh, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> Um, you said a mouthful, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I want you to seek uh, some uh, someone, um, someone professional to talk to because it's definitely some um, some things um, about this situation that really uh, rubbed your toe. Who me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean- saying that you're. Not saying that you've been through it or anything like of that nature. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it was definitely some things in there that rubbed your soul. Just how, you know what I'm saying, the way you, you know what I'm saying, you spilled about it. Um, you know, um, what I will say is. It's fucked up. I just, you know, I empathize. Yeah, I empathize. yeah it's real fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is, uh, you know, uh, Brian on that interview saying that, you know, uh, this time he's uh, writing about the love of his wife. Um, the other times he was just writing, he didn't have um, nothing to pull from. You need to go back to that, nigga, because when you didn't have nothing to pull from, you was coming out with hit after hit charting. Yeah. After yeah. that, the only song I know about you is the song that I don't know why you put that out. I think you was going through a midlife crisis <laughs> when you made that song um, talking about... Um, did you know that your pussy can squirt? Nigga, <laughs> um, you actually made that song. And that's harmonized song. it. He, had, he harmonized that's, that's, it. That's, that's on your discography. Nigga, <laughs> you did this. He um, put it to a piano. <laughs> yeah, like, um, my nigga. Dude, um, I get it. Um, my uncles used to say this all the time when I was growing up. It was always a, a joke in, a, uh, in, in black households. They used to always say, you know, your second wife is your best wife. Um, so I get it. But them kids ain't got shit to do with that, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that bothers me. Um, uh, piggybacking off Lindsay, I couldn't imagine how that is. Um, I just had a daddy that just didn't give a fuck. I'm glad I had that because I would hate to ha- uh, have stories about me having a good time with my daddy and then all of a sudden that shit was gone. Hey. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> I think you can. Oh. I think with with help that could definitely be worked out if you just did not know that dude. You know what I'm saying? 
And I think I think that would be probably probably better off if you just did not know that dude. But the fact that this dude was in your life for X amount of years, your mama was married to him, he was in the household. Y'all were cool up until a certain point. And then nothing. That would fuck with me. And then it changed. Like yeah. I, um regardless of, you know, this new age shit that we got going on where, you know, motherfuckers is coming out like, I ain't giving my kids a dime. Wah, 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 all this whole extra. Um, it's something in the water and Brian McKnight is definitely um drunk to tea. Because the shit that he's doing, like, dude, you better be glad your kids have a lot of respect for you. Cause see, Growing up, I didn't have a lot of respect for my dad. So if my dad would have pulled out some janky ass shit like that um, in the public eye, uh, you probably would see me smashing that bitch car. And I don't want to call that little girl a bitch or nothing like that, but be disrespectful. But if that was my sister, and I watched him do that, and then I watched my other sister uh, be at the same school, and then he turned around and, and say that this little girl is the reason why he's a girl dad, I'm going to fuck that little girl shit up because fuck that little girl too. Yeah. You know, you're not the first person I heard say that. Um, There's this other YouTuber that I watch and he was like, she wouldn't have drove that car home. <laughs> he was like, she probably would have just drove it home, but I would have fucked that car up. Yeah. And and, and wish a motherfucker I, would. I, I love you because you know what I'm saying? Technically, you my sister now. Well, I ain't going to touch you, but you know it's some fucked up shit that my daddy's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, and then they're saying that it's partly uh, the wife's fault, which could very well be. I just, you know, as a woman, because that's what they say I am as a woman, um, and not a little girl, even though I feel like I'm a little girl sometimes. But as a woman, I don't think that I could be with somebody who don't acknowledge all their kids and don't do exactly. right by all their kids. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't feel that you're a good father. If you're not a good father to all your kids, like you can be a good father to two of your kids. When you got five, you're not a good father. My nigga, like, what are we doing? Like, what is going on? How can we make this shit work? Like, that's the type of woman that I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can we get to a better place with all your kids? Because I'm not fucking with you if if you're not even trying to put forth an effort. Because, I, I mean, I understand that uh situations happen and people can be vindictive and people can be angry and stuff like that. But there are ways that you can get around that. If you got to go to the courts and put the white folks in your business, then so be it. But... I'm I, I can't be with nobody that's just gonna just throw up their hands and be like, Well, I tried. No, my nigga, you not trying because you should always try when it comes to your kids. There should never not be a time where you don't try. I, I, I just don't I don't see how people can be complacent with that. And like some women are are rude and evil like that. Like they don't want you to acknowledge the shit that happened before them. And it's like the shit that happened before them is a part of them. And then how can you be with a woman that don't want you to acknowledge what you have or what you have? You know what I'm saying? Like, that just is so weird to me. That is weird, weird old behavior. And I just, I can't rock with that. I can't get jiggy with that. That's not cool. Yes. 
your pussy is good enough to make me disown my kids, like on Harlem Nights. Um, <laughs> never coming home again. Yeah. I'm just never coming home again. I don't want that pussy. I'm going to keep it real with you. Yeah. I don't want that pussy. Right. Right. Because if it makes you do that, just imagine what it would make you do. Yeah, man. That, I don't I don't want that type of pussy, man. Because I, I, I feel like, man, I'm, I'm going to end up going to jail over some dumb shit. Um, or die. Or die. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't understand um, what type of uh, individual uh, Brian McKnight is where at one point you were the fucking um, top tier. If this was a chessboard, you was the bishop or, or, or the rook of the R&B fucking throne at one point. And you turned into this Bitch ass nigga, like, and it's okay whenever, with that. Whenever we get through, like, you know, we we can say what we can say about Brian. We could we uh we can let Brian live his life, but we all know growing up when we seen niggas do that type of shit, they was bitch ass niggas. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't give a fuck if a nigga sold drugs to his mama, um, uh, uh, uh did all sorts of weird shit in the streets. That 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 same nigga took care of his kids better than any nigga in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't understand niggas like Brian McKnight. I just I don't understand how you can just be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, like you said, like there's, there's, there's no, there's, there's no man on this earth that if I have kids and I had them before him and he come into my life and telling me to turn my back on my kids, there's what, what? No, I'm, I'm cool on you. You say some shit like that to me or I figure out that's what you're trying to do. I'm cool on you. We're, I'm good. Next, like, thank you for your services. (laughs) Like, I'm done. Because nothing, 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 no person should come before your, for your kids. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing that should transpire that would make you be like, I'm turning my back on my kids. I'm disowning them. Now, I, I, like I said before, I can understand shit does occur to where you don't fuck with your kids. Yeah. You know, but to say, but to act like they don't exist, and nah. Nah. I'm still gonna, there's there's motherfuckers I'm related to now. I probably would never talk to ever again in life. But I'm not gonna act like I'm not related to them. (laughs) Like, they're still who they are to me. You know? I, yeah, because, you know, everybody in the world, you know, we we understand separation. Sometimes you got to separate from people, you know, um, even people that you love. You know, you just got to separate from them in order to have peace in order, and in order to keep loving them, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Everybody goes through that. The thing is, it's not even no separation. It's just a pure cutoff. I'm just putting myself in, in Brian McKnight's daughter's shoes. You know, you know, word on campus is, you know, your daddy's here with right. your fake ass sister. Right. And you got to muster this shit up like it don't bother you. Right. 
Right. Right. You gotta you gotta be like, oh I knew. I I don't fuck with them, so it don't matter. You gotta you gotta yeah. act unbothered. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit. Going in your mind, you wanna go over there and bust that nigga right upside his head. Right. Like nigga, how dare you embarrass me? Right. And you wanna knock her in between the washer and dryer just by proxy. Like, you know, like I, I like that shit is fucked up. That's why I keep saying, um, Brad McKnight better be glad he has the kids in the head. Yeah. Because I can it couldn't have been one of my sisters. And it damn sure it couldn't have been me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let you shit on my sister like that. I'm not I'm not gonna let that ride. Yeah. Yeah. I know you my daddy, and I love you, and I know you got enough money to just go ahead and get this little bitch another car, but I'm fucking this car up. Yeah. You're going to be buying a bunch of BMWs at this bitch because I'm fucking every last one of them up. And I don't even want one. It ain't even about that. It's just on the strength. I want shit from you. Yeah. You proved it. You know what I'm saying, man? You ain't family. Right. It's just so on I don't the want shit from you. But I ain't going to keep on letting you enjoy some shit with some fake-ass kids. Right. Right. Like, where and they I hate to yet? say it like that because I have stepsisters and stepbrothers that I love. But we ain't going through the shit they going through. Right. Right, cause my whole thing would be like, where they daddy at? Let they daddy, let they real daddy buy them a car. Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah. Yeah, so that is the Brian McKnight saga. And, I mean, and in the, to be for real, for real, the, the, um, the daughter is getting the worst of it because of the whole him trying to say that she had that sexual relationship with her older cousins. And her having to go as far as to sue him for defamation. That's pretty freaking bad. Um, but yeah. So, that is uh, Brian McKnight. Um, the next up is the other fuck shit, which is um, Steve and Marjorie Harvey. <laughs> so, um, which is uh kind of it's kind of a similar situation. It's a family um situation with the kids and whatnot. Um, a lot of people don't know, but uh, there's actually seven kids between the two of them. Um, I know everybody wants to talk about Lori, but uh, technically Lori Harvey is not Steve Harvey's daughter. That's his adopted daughter. Um, Marjorie, his wife, actually has three kids. Lori is her youngest. And, um, this is Marjorie's third marriage, along with Steve's third marriage. Um, Steve was married in the 80s. He had three kids. He has two twin daughters and then a son with his first wife. Then he was married to his second wife. He has a son with. And then he um, is married to Marjorie. Now, throughout all these marriages, he messed with Marjorie throughout all of them. Um, And then she was married. um, Same thing. She was married uh, to her first husband, who was a drug kingpin. She had two kids with him. Then she got married to her second husband, had Lori. And then she got married to uh, Steve. Um... And both of her first 
both of her first two husbands were drug kingpins. Um, both of them went to jail. I believe Lori's um, dad is still in jail. And um, her first husband is out. Um, her first husband recently did a interview with Tasha Kay, um, where he's, you know, talking about his life and his life with her and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So also has come out that his older kids don't have the best relationship with him. Um, which he has acknowledged as well. Um you know, when they were young and he was married to his first wife, he was really on the grind. And, you know, as a comedian, when you were on the grind, especially back then, you were um, traveling every weekend to different cities to do these shows and whatnot. Um, so he was just, he was basically their father financially, but not present. Um, which that can hurt as well. You know, um, and then the whole situation with that second wife, that second wife was, um, the breakup was a mess. Um, she was doing, uh, interviews, you know, talking about their marriage and whatnot. And he put a, um, had the courts put a gag order on her. She spoke out anyway. They held her in contempt, put her in jail because of the gag order, um, he also got sole custody of their son. Um, how he financed that, I don't remember because it was it's been many years ago. But um, yeah, he finessed that to the point where uh, he had sole, sole custody. I think she only had visitation. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like he was practically raised by Steve and Marjorie um, after a certain point. And yeah, so that, so that's that situation. Then also, um, it comes out that apparently Lori is his favorite of all the kids and they do daddy, daddy, daughter dates and whatnot. Some stuff that he never did with any of his kids. Um, but he shows extra special attention to Lori um and then also you know a lot of people speculate that Lori or Marjorie is setting Lori up to be like the second coming of her especially with the way that she moves when it comes to all these men and stuff like that um I think that's kind of foul how he's treating the rest of the kids um I mean it's cool whatever for you to you know spend time with Lori but you need to spend time with all your kids um you can't you can't change the past with the older kids but you can you know do right by the future with your kids and it seems like every time they do try to express how they're feeling with him he throws money at them so the money is not helping matters so yeah uh it's been it's been a trying time within the Harveys. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Woo, shit. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, um, we were talking about the guy that made the book called Think Like a Man. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I implore you guys to read the book. And I also uh, implore you guys to understand that this is not the type of guy that anybody should be looking the fuck up to. Um, I agree. Uh, he, is, he has been finessed by Marjorie since the 80s. See, um, I look at it like this. You know, Marjorie is in the same category of, uh, uh, what's her name, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, because she knows how to manipula- uh, manipulate men and get what she wants um, for a capital gain. She started with dope dealers, and then she moved on to Steve Harvey. And the only reason why she moved on to Steve Harvey is because um, Steve Harvey made something uh, out of himself. Because mm-hmm. she'd been fucking Steve for years. Yeah. But she wasn't fucking with him like that. And the only reason why I feel yeah. like she wasn't fucking with him like that is because he didn't have his money up. So he probably got his money up to get her. Because let's just yeah. be real. Steve Harvey is not attractive by far. Never has been. But, and Marjorie is gorgeous. But his money was hella attractive. And given her track record, of course, she wouldn't fuck with him because he didn't have no money. So, yeah. He probably was famous. Probably was locally famous. but I mean, just to keep it a bean, um, besides her first husband who uh, aged very well. He did. Um, those other two guys, they you can tell they just niggas with money. Yeah. So... That's her M.O. Uh, again, Steve been getting played by this lady since the, uh, since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Steve finally came up, and he got his prize. It's funny. I put him in a category of uh, Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti did all that shit um, to get uh, uh, Angela Simmons. Angela Simmons did her thing, had a bunch of hot girl summers, and then decided to go with the nigga that she know was going to have some money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's, it's. I think, uh, I think Steve Harvey, as far as a, a businessman, phenomenal. Give you that. Uh, excuse me. Your your work uh, ethic. Give it that. Your work ethic is amazing. Uh, your choice of women, not so great. Um. Why do you say his choice of women not so great? I mean, the aesthetically, not so great because aesthetically, it's because great. One, um, the woman that uh, was completely down for you, you didn't, you didn't choose her, uh, or you didn't uh, keep choosing her because of uh, because of what you like. You know, you know the eye. Um, sometimes the eye overweighs the mind. And so you moved on from that. Um, you got with this uh, the second wife, and you know your eyes was bigger than your heart is, and you had to split from that shit. And then that shit was a whole fucking debacle. And then you get this this chick that's always been around. You decide to lock it down with her. Not only do you decide to lock it down with her, she manipulates you to the point where. Now, all of her children, not only her, but all of her children are financially straight because of the Harvey name. Mm-hmm. That ain't something you thought about, nigga. I'm smarter than the average bear. 
That ain't something you thought about doing. That's some shit that she thought about doing. And she fucked you stupid. And that's why you did that shit. Because I swear to God, them kids would have been talented to the day I died. <laughs> yeah. I would have made sure they was okay. They were right. financially stable. They would have been okay by you. you. Know? Like, not by me. Like, yeah. <laughs> But not by me. They not guaranteed the Harvey fucking... All the shit that I worked for, they not guaranteed a stake in me. Right. They guaranteed some money just because if I cash out right now, and you know what I'm saying, and I go to my next journey of existence, I'm giving some shit to you to take care of your fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But no, they would not be on the same level as the kids that I that came from me. Like, no. The fuck? No. Not doing that. And then I been I had two daughters to go on dinner dates with. Way before Lori. Right. Fuck am I doing? Right. right. I don't get it. Like I get, you know, one of those things where, you know, when you fucking with a girl and she got a little girl, you know, that that you know what I'm saying, especially when they smile and you get that, you know what I'm saying, kinda of help raise them. I I get that love that you have for them. Because I've been there. I get that love completely. But you know what's realistic about that love? That shit ain't yours. You really got to know what I'm saying? As that baby get older, you got to really let that baby know, hey, you probably need to really start talking to your dad. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know financial tip, but just to know who the fuck your dad is. Yeah. Because I love you to death, and I'm going to always protect you. But if you need a kidney, nine times out of ten, you ain't getting a kidney from me. Yeah. Right, right. And then not not to sound mean or harsh or anything like that, but if I was if I was in a situation like that, it will always play in the back of my head, no matter how good I am with the kid, that kid always got that trump card if we get into it. Oh, but you ain't my mama. You know what you showing the fuck right. I'm not your mama. So let me not be your mama. Yeah, you just but then I'll be back. wrong for saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like they will, they can, uh, not saying that the kid will ever say that. Not saying that you ever get into it that tough to where the kid would say that. But that will always play in the back of my head. And plus I wouldn't want to, especially if the kid does have their parent around, I wouldn't want to overstep. You know. But. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be in no position of where no kid can, can have that trump card over me. Because I'm going to be like, you know what? You're right. Case in, and, and even in, in realistic cases, when that does happen, you know, as a step-parent, you're supposed to just back up. Mm-hmm. You know what? You can have that. Even if you want to do, if, if you want to snap back and be like, hey, shit, you know what? You show sure right. I ain't your motherfucking dad. That's it. That's where it, that's where it ends. You drop that shit and you and you get the fuck out of there. You move on. Yeah. Um. Steve didn't do that. <laughs> no. I yeah. Like he did. He didn't. Steve didn't do that. Yeah. Steve doubled down on the shit and yeah. told the nigga what his punk ass doing for you now. Right. Where your punk ass daddy at? I can see. I can hear him saying that. That motherfucker didn't lie. That motherfucker did not lie. I can definitely hear Steve Harvey saying that. Where your punk ass daddy at? I only love you because I love your mama. Where your punk ass daddy at? You know what? You sure right. 
You sure? Right, right there, look. You say that to me like I put them there. That that be the killer. That's the um. That's the thing that uh, it fucked me up because, like I said, you know I understand that. But on on my end as a man, this is how I look at at certain things. Um, if I was truly just more focused on my kids, um, as uh Marjorie's first husband. I'll take that with a grain of salt. I know I want to fuck you up, but at the same time, I'm 74 years old. Mm. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and just say, you know what? You got it, daddy. Um, and just go ahead and uh, and try to be in my kid's life as much as possible. Mm. I'm not about to um, uh, go on interviews and uh, spew that shit because, you know, uh, everybody loves to hear gossip. Everybody loves to hear about everybody else's business. I look at it this way. I just told the whole world this nigga called me a punk ass and he stood on me. And I ain't even gonna say nothing to him. I'm gonna act like a bitch and, and, and talk about it every time I'm on an interview. If I'm not gonna do nothing to this man physically, I'm not gonna say nothing about it. But I feel just like... Period. That's just how I look at it. I feel like he couldn't do nothing to him physically even if he wanted to because of him, his hands being tied. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got out on clemency from the Obama administration. So he probably can't do nothing to him. You know what I mean? My thing is, he can't do nothing to him because he's 74. I'm not even going out for clemency. I just I just know as a man, you're not going to say nothing to this other man. So if you're not going to, because uh, Steve is what, in the 60s? I think so. This man is 74. If y'all can't sit down and have a discussion about how they, you flipped about it, because y'all ain't going to go to blows. But y'all can talk as men. If y'all can't have that conversation, I'm not having that conversation with everybody else and their mama. Yeah. I, I'm just, just me as a man, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I ain't yeah. doing that. I'd rather just come to you as a man. Now, if you don't want to speak to me directly, I'm going to just let it go. I'm not, I'm not bringing it to social media. Yeah. I'm going to. I ain't gonna let it go like that, but like you know, I'm a, I just ain't gonna say nothing until the chance I get to roll up on you. Because the chance I get to roll up on you, I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Yeah. You know, win, lose, or draw, I'm gonna tell you how I feel. That's just how my mama made. Me. Mm-hmm. So I don't you know what I'm saying. I just don't understand uh, those type of men that are rather just, you know, I speak my woes to a bunch of people because I know it's gonna get back to them. That nigga still don't give a fuck. Right. Right. Like. Neither you ain't changing shit. You ain't, you ain't stopping no money. You ain't changing shit. Only thing you doing is giving this man the opportunity to say some crazy shit about you like, yeah, look at this nigga fresh out of jail trying to use my name to get money. Yeah. And... Not even shitting on you twice. And, and I will. And I will continue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It, it's It's... It's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy situation. Um, like I wouldn't do it. I, I would address. I would. I would call my wife and tell her, "Hey man, get that man on the phone. Tell that nigga come to the house. Mm-hmm. Come talk to me. You're not about to do this shit over social media." Yeah, yeah. And um, as far as I've seen, they haven't said anything on social media in regards to any of this stuff coming out. Um, I believe Tasha K has like a three part interview. I've only seen the first part. Um, 
the second part hasn't she has a date where it's gonna be released. I don't think she's done it as of yet though. But um yeah. Uh, the second part of the video is out. It's out now? Okay. So. Yeah, I just seen it. I seen it last night. Oh, okay. Okay, well then she she released the second part. But um yeah. yeah. He he rambles. So I probably won't be watching the second part. I catch a clip here and there, but yeah, that first that first interview he rambled, or that first part rather, and then he just keep on going back to, you know what I'm saying? Steve he didn't even know he was being. Doing, uh, keep going back to Steve planning like he a bitch ass nigga. Yeah, right. And he trying to tell people, you know, who he is or who he used to be. Mm-hmm. My thing is, you ain't got a point to prove, OG. Not to yeah. us. You know who you are. People that know uh, who's supposed to know, you know who you is. I, I I should know shit. You should be able to talk to this man. How you talk to Tasha K? Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like part of the interview. He didn't even know they were being interviewed. <laughs> that the yeah. interview had started. <laughs> he just talked. So he this nigga just randomly talks like this. Yeah. He just ran out of nowhere. He just that. Yeah, and, and that's why I got a problem with Steve. Like, nigga, we're trying to barbecue. We don't give a fuck about Steve today. <laughs> right. Can we leave Steve where he at? We talking about Keep something else. Keep up Steve. Nigga, if Steve come right down, you ain't gonna say shit. Right. But in the same breath, I get it. I, he feels like his kids were taken away, so I, I get it. But, um, yeah. It's, it's crazy. He keeps saying he has a relationship with his kids. He keeps saying that he talks to his kids. So, just focus on your kids. Right. I agree. I agree. At this point, at this point, it is what it is. Like, just going ahead and try to make the best out of going forward. Because, I mean, again, the man just turned 74. And even though he looks damn good, tomorrow's not promised. So just, you know, make the best of it with his kids. Yeah. You know? Come on, man. Bring that book out. Oh, that book ain't coming out. I can tell you that right now. That book is not, especially with him doing these interviews. That book is not coming out. Steve will not let that happen. Because there's another book he bought. Like, he used to have a side chick that he had for, like, umpteen years. Um, She tried to put out a book. and Oh, yeah, Miss Terry. Yeah. yeah, he stopped that. But somehow it did get out because somebody's on, on YouTube is reading the book. So, yeah, somehow she got a hold of it. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that that book is going to come out. Um. So, the best we'll probably get is this Tasha interview. And then the whole accusation, uh, the whole accusations of Marjorie being a queen pin. Um, I'm gonna just go ahead and break the throat wall and tell y'all the truth. When you got a woman who is manipulating, uh, as manipulative, excuse me, as Marjorie is, you goddamn right she was selling dope, nigga. Don't be a dumbass, nigga. You goddamn right she was. She fucked with two drug lords. She you goddamn, come on, man. Yeah. We, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't gotta slice this shit up like we dumb. Yeah. Ain't none of us dumb. You goddamn right this bitch was pushing first. Yeah. You know what, though? It don't fucking matter now. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, at this point, it don't. Um, yeah. It don't fucking matter now. You respect. I don't understand it. See, that's where, um, uh, where you know, most feminists, uh, say some crazy shit like you know that's just male toxicity because 
you know, we'll praise the nigga that was selling dope and got out of uh, uh, and got out of the dope game and became a business uh, man. They trying to shit on this bitch for selling dope and becoming who she is. So what? That's the American dream. Yeah. Like you niggas is man, all you niggas is game goofy. If y'all trying to make it seem like, you know, uh well she shouldn't have the position she uh she's an ex dope dealer and wop 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 and all this. Man, so what? So the fuck what? Yeah. All alleged. All alleged. Yeah, I was trying to make but, this girl. But, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is, if she did it, so the fuck what? Again, yeah. I'm breaking the third wall, and I'm going to say, listen, when we applied niggas for doing it, why we ain't applying the ladies? Hey, she, you know, she finessed the situation that put her kids in a good position. I, you can't be mad at that. You could be mad at exactly. Steve. Why we ain't applying the lake? Right. But now, then in the same breath, then in the same breath, I mean, she just, she ain't a good person if she's allowing for this shit to happen. She should be the, she should be the main one in his ear, like, make it right with your own kids. Like, that's the thing that I just don't, I don't understand by some females, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get how some females are just okay with men turning their back on their kids. Because most of these females that do that, from Marjorie to Brian McKnight's wife, um, these are women that are uh, hurt. Uh, just like a man get hurt and scorn and scorn women, a, a woman does the same thing. But because women are superiorly smarter than us, um, they know how to do it, and, and they know how to do it on financial gain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know... Even in that shit, you gotta love a great villain story because both of these bitches are villains. Anytime you keep a man from his kids or don't even say nothing when he doesn't address his kids, oh, you're a villain. Yeah. You're a villain because you have kids. Right. Right. I don't get it. Like, I don't get the uh, women to get child support. Um, you said what? Yeah, I was talking to CJ. Yeah, I don't get the women that, uh, that get child support um, for their kid and then turn around and say, uh, I, don't, I don't want that man to be, I, I don't, I don't be, really be wanting that uh, man to be bringing his uh, women around or his uh, or his baby mama around me. Like, nigga, you get a check from your uh, baby daddy every motherfucking month, but this nigga that you fuck. And can't even talk about his kids in your house. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Half the time, and I ain't all, I ain't talking about all y'all to get child support, but some of those times, half of these lights, gas, and water wouldn't even be uh, on if it wasn't for that check you was getting from another nigga. But this man can't talk about his kids. This nigga can't bring his kids around. Right. Right, it just doesn't make but any sense. But that other man can take care of his whole fucking house. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. That shit weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, but fo- folks be okay with it. Folks be okay with it. 
But that is Steve Harvey and Marjorie Harvey um, drama that they got going on. So now, <clears throat> the moment we all have been waiting on, <laughs> the fucked up song of the podcast. So, the fucked up song of the podcast. Um, thank you, Lily, for this suggestion. This was like one of my favorite songs yeah. by her back in the day. Um, it is Missy Elliott featuring 702 and Magoo, uh, produced by Timberland. And the song is called Beat Me 911. Um, did you want to read it? Um, I'll try to read Magoo's part, but I've been trying to read Magoo's part for like the past 30 minutes, and I've realized like this nigga, no wonder he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even do music anymore. Track. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. He's niggas track. Yeah. So. All right. So beat me nine one one, verse one. Why you played on me? Wasn't I good enough for you? All those other girls you've been with can't do like I do. Gave you all my dough when you needed it all the time. And if you planning on leaving me again, then give me a sign. Beat me 911 or call me on my cell phone. I'll call you back to see what you gonna tell me. You don't want to date. No if, ends, or waits. It's over, babe. Beat me 911 or call me on my cell phone. I'll call you back. To see what you gon' tell me. You don't want to date. No if, ands, or waits. It's over, babe. Verse 2. Why you cheating on me? Can you tell me what I've done? I thought you was the one, but you just a hit and run. It gave up clubs and parties. I put them aside. Stop going to all the parties. Oh, yeah. Left me in the dark with no kind of sign. Then, of course. Um, and then 702's part. Uh, all my friends say I can't do better than you. I can do better than you. <laughs> hey. Maybe they was right, cause I feel like a fool, 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 but I can't let go until you give me some time. Tell me why you left me out a goddamn sign. Beat me. Right. Slap. Yeah. That Magoo. Type of nigga made built to last. Look home. Oh, no. You say he was going to do that part. Sorry. I was about to say, uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. These, hey, hey, disclaimer. These these lyrics are trash. Um, <laughs> type of nigga that's built to last. Look home, girl. I pop like ass when. Get your girl in. Oh, get your friend and your girl in them. My sex drive work out like a Jim Kim. Was a girl that I used to hit. <laughs> you the girl that I got to quit. See the kitty kid, got a gold, got a gold in like a light in the night. You a freak come out, we don't bite. Nigga, what in the fuck? 
are you talking about? No diggity took you out, no doubt. <laughs> when I when I first got down, Major Bro shout, look out, make it laugh, make it live, dip, dip and dive, dive staying alive. alive. <laughs> Shoot me, sugar, there is. Now we talking square biz. I'm leaving without tears, but I still love the kids. What you think? I'm help paint. Girl, get, get your, your mind checked. checked. Take your get time. Break your leg. I just gave you disrespect. Love. Beat me now, one one, baby. What you think about that song? It was hard until Magoo got on. That's you. They usually cut it off when Magoo comes. So that's when they would go to commercial break. <laughs> When I tell you, I used to watch this video every day. Ooh, yes. So, there has been a little bit of resurgence on this song because um, Missy Elliott reposted it. And she told a little story about, I guess, like, people was um, downplaying it. And she she cried because people used to talk shit about the video because they were a bunch of Barbies and Kens in the video. So she reshared the yeah. video recently after they dropped the trailer for um, the new Barbie movie that's coming out soon. And it was just so crazy that she said that she used to cry when people would talk shit about this video. And I was like, I love this video. This is like my favorite Missy Elliott video. Like, I played this song ridiculous. So it was it's just, one of the best. If, if you happen to be aware of your existence, in between the uh, years of 96 to 2001, um, those were some great years to be alive as far as visual play when it came to video. Mm-hmm. That was a great visual play mm-hmm. on a video. Some some videos were so good that we forgot that the song was trash. Well, this is not one of them because I didn't think that this song was trash. <laughs> no. This song was not trash. I'm just saying the visual attributes that we had in the years of 96 to 2001. Mm-hmm. Those were great. Some of those those videos didn't have nothing to do with the lyrics. It was just a, vis- a, a, a visual that they was giving you on top of lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to think. None of Busta Rhymes' videos made any sense. They never went with the song. You're definitely right about that. Never. But they were great visual fucking uh, videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely were. They definitely were. Um, Yeah, no. Uh, Missy crying, that's, that's crazy upsetting because... She definitely was ahead of her time with making everybody uh Barbie and Ken dolls. That, yeah. That was, that was hella dope. Right. That was hella dope. And they stayed in character the whole video. <laughs> the movements and everything. You know. But um but yeah, but as far as the song, the song is kind of messed up. Hence why the it's the fucked up. Right. Hence why it's the fucked up song of the podcast because what they're saying in the song is kind of jacked up. And then the song is dated as hell because she said the song is called Beat Me 911. 
The last time you paid somebody. When's the or last call time? me on my cell phone. Right. Do we call our cell phones cell phones anymore? We do. We do say cell phones. Um, but we don't beep anybody. I don't even think I say my cellular phone. I, I, I don't say, say cellular. My phone. I don't say cellular. I'll I'll say cell phone. I'll say I don't cell phone. I don't think I've ever said cell phone. I I don't think I said cell phone in years. Let me take that back. Yeah. I just always be like shit in my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, we do we have come to the part where it's just my phone. But I'm not Be I'm not gonna say on I don't or call me on my cell phone. Right. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things, this is what's the the fucked up thing about this people is uh we're we're listening to a song where this woman wants closure. And sometimes you're never going to get closure. And we got to come to that conclusion. Some people are just going to banish. It's called ghosting now. Yeah. Like they actually put a word to it. It's ghosting now. Yeah. Um, she got ghosted. Yeah. But, you know, it, and she's looking for closure. She She's looking for him to call her and say that we're not dating anymore. Yeah. I need to hear it. Like, um, have you ever yeah. been in a situation like that? that? I'ma still be tricking. I'ma still give you some money when you ask for it. Yeah. I'ma I'ma still pull up when you want to. Like, yeah. Have you ever it's, been in a situation like that where you've been ghosted? Up. You said what? Have you ever been in a situation where you've been ghosted? Yeah. How do you deal with it? I've been ghosted. I've ghosted people. It happens. How do you deal with it when you've been ghosted? I, everybody's different. I know this is how I look at it. Like, you know, um, I'm only going to give you a certain amount of times where I'm going to holler at you and, um, and I don't get no response. So my thing is, um, when I was out in the dating world, um, if I hit you, um, I, I give myself three times to hit you and you don't respond or you give me those like quick little one-liners. Um, after that, I just don't hit you anymore mm-hmm. because I, I'm, I'm just not, I, I'm not one of those niggas that's going to keep, um, uh, like going through it. Like, you know, keep saying, you know, what? Well, maybe she ain't busy. Maybe, maybe this is the time she going to talk to me. Like, no, nah, I ain't doing none of that shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got, like, you got a couple of times. Some motherfuckers, it only take one time. It take one time. For you not to respond, and then I don't talk to you again, and then two, three months later, you'd be like, hey, stranger. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? Go on, get out of here. Yeah, that's when I get to looking at my phone cross-eyed. What? Are you sure you know who you talking to? Yeah, I don't, I don't play those type of games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they even had a but show. Again, at the same on time, MTV. I've done. Like if I look, like especially when I was younger, you said what? I said they even had a show on MTV called Ghosted. Hey, you ever seen yeah. that show? Nah, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like if, if in my single days, if, if if the pussy wasn't what I thought it was, like nigga, I was I was not calling back. 
was well, doing right. that. It was, it's, it's a straight one and done. You can, yeah, it's, it's a straight one and done. Like, I, nigga, that's, that's, that was over. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but that's the thing. And there's not no closure in that. It's not even one of those things where, you know, you're going to always hold a grudge. I might see these people um, in my uh, real actual life now that I just wave and keep it moving. You do better than me because I ain't even gonna wave. I'm, if you don't acknowledge me, I'll acknowledge you, and we have that understanding. We don't know each other anymore, and that's fine. Like I don't, I'm not the person not that necessarily needs. Like... I don't necessarily need closure. People need, but you know, everybody's different. Um, there's a couple people that need closure from me, and I'm not giving it to them because I feel like you don't need it. You know, you know what it is. You know what it is. Like I don't right. have to. I don't have to point it out to you on a dry erase board what it is. You know what it is, so you don't need me to say it. So leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, I ain't. You know, I speak like if I see you in, in the streets. Like if you look at me and acknowledge me, I'm gonna be like, hey, what's up? And I'm gonna keep it moving. I'm not about to hold no conversation or nothing like that. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak. I ain't one of them. Uh, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, I ain't one of them. I, you know what I'm saying like. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you speak like, to oh, me, shit, if you speak to me, I'll speak. But I'm not about to be like, hey, how you doing? How your mama do? I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. So if you don't do it, we're not doing it. Because I I go off of people's energy. Yeah. Now I know? get that. Yeah. I get that. I just, you know, if I make eye contact with you, I'm going to just naturally just be like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, I mean, even if we make eye contact, if if we don't, if you don't speak, we don't speak. Like, I go off, of, I go off your energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but what you're not going to do is confront me. Now, we're we're not doing that. Because if I've nah, been, I've if been, I've, I've been, never, uh, I've never, I, I promise I've never been in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, like, like nah. If I'm in that situation, then I'm gonna be like, man, girl, if you don't get the fuck on, right? Because I, I feel like, I feel like, for me, okay. If you have never been on the receiving end of my mouth, then you probably can assume how bad it can get. So I feel like I. I'm trying to not go there with people. So my best um, way to handle situations is to not talk. So it would behoove of you to not confront me if you see me. If I'm ghosting you. Yeah. Just let the ghost happen. Let you know. Let the ghost happen. That's the motto for 2023. Let the ghost happen. <laughs> let the ghost happen. Just let the ghost happen. Just let it happen. Yeah. So. I mean, we so uh-huh. we've been so warped into thinking that we always have to be a part of somebody's life. That, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. Um, we don't. We can we can know them. You know. We yeah. Can, we can know. What I'm saying know you as a person and 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 and. And that's it. Like, we can hear about certain things that's going on, you know, because 
you know, uh, this whole world is small. People know people. So, you know, that can happen. But me and you ain't never have to. We don't never have to have another interaction with each other. At all. At all. And that's okay. Because you don't, you don't have to get closure to live the rest of your life going forward. Like, you don't. You don't. So. But, yeah. But that was beat me nine one one. Yeah, <laughs> we went left with that one. <laughs> yeah. Beat me nine one one. Or call me on my cell phone. Right. Uh, a great fucked up song of the podcast. Yes. Shout out to Missy. Shout out to Timberland. Shout out to seven hundred two. Shout, shout out, out to Magoo. Shout out to Magoo. Yeah. But getting to um. Put those weird ass lyrics on a uh, on, on a song like that. Yeah, yeah. That nigga said my sex drive work out like a gym. Kim. Kim. <laughs> Specifically, right? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm directing this to Kim. Right. Just in case you Girl were wondering. Let me fuck. Right. Just in case you were wondering, this is about my sex you. drive work out like a gym, Kim. Right. He, he gave those lyrics stories. to impressionable young young children. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I don't have any final thoughts. So, oh, um, I do have a little bit of final thought. Um, shout out to my friend Jen. She got married a couple weeks ago, and I was a bridesmaid. So shout out to her. All right. Um, that's all I have. So. You know, Jerry's final thoughts. Take it away. Jerry's final thoughts. Um, uh, through everything we have talked about, uh, one thing that is always for certain is death. Um, we've seen uh, through this podcast, we have uh, seen and we have heard about the great Harry Belafonte and the great um, Jerry Springer. If it wasn't for Jerry Springer, I wouldn't be uh, able to do this part of the segment. So, in honor of him, I want to tell uh, everybody, you know, you don't never know um, when your clock is up. So, while you're here, enjoy it in whatever way you do. We watch Jerry go from uh, a lawyer to a mayor to an icon to a judge. That's one man with great hats. So if you can see a, a, a Jewish man from Germany doing it, you can see yourself doing it as well. And as always, take care of yourself and others. Absolutely. Um, so that was episode 78 of the Issue We Talk, and we will see you guys for episode 79. Bye. Exactly.